welcome to Healing for Today with your hosts, Darren and Jenny. We're here to study what the Bible teaches on healing, the kingdom of God, and who we are in Christ Jesus. Why don't you connect with us on healing4today.org. It's really good having you with us today. Now let's sit back and relax and let's get into what the Word of God says today. Anything without using your imagination. Mm. It's Romans 8, 24 to 25. It says, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Now, it's a long word, but the definition of hope here is we are looking for something that we can see, then it's not hope. Hope is about the future. It's about the ability to see something that we can't see. A positive imagination is what the Bible calls hope. So there's the missing link. There's the missing link. Absolutely. So when you pray, you wait for the answer in the future. Oh, I'm believing for my miracle. Oh, I believe God will heal me. God is God will heal me. Will pray for me, and I know God will heal me. It's all out in the future. It might be a short period of time that you wait, or it might be a long period of time, but it's still out in the future. You have to believe you've got it now, right now. And you do that with your imagination. 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, While we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How can you look at something that isn't seen? You do that with your imagination. That's the definition of imagination. The dictionary says imagination is your ability to see something not present or real at that moment. Your imagination is the ability for you to see in your mind's eye or in your heart. So here's the point. A positive imagination is what the Bible calls hope. Well, are you believing for a healing? Oh, I hope so. Are you believing that you're healed? Oh, I hope so. If you're operating in hope, then you're looking at something that isn't present at this exact moment or real at that exact moment that you're looking at it. You're looking into the future. You're seeing what can be instead of what actually is. When it comes to healing, this is vital. It's vital because the scripture says in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's applying faith to what you're believing for there and then. You believe when you pray that you have them. And it's key. That is key. 
but that still means you've got to keep that imagination working. You've still got to see yourself the way scripture tells you about you, who you are. By his stripes, I was healed. Therefore, I am healed. And this is why so many people aren't receiving their healing. It's because they can't see it on the inside. They're just in a... Uh, Position of desperation. Yeah, that, yeah, that, you know, they're throwing a prayer out towards God, and 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 if the pain leaves and all the symptoms leave, well, hallelujah, we've said this before, but they don't have the ability to see something in their heart, and they only go by what the doctor says or what their body feels like, but we can all get to a place where we see with our heart mm. and that is more real to us than what we see on the inside that's more real to us than what we see in the physical body 2 corinthians 4 18 is a good one as well it's like while we look at the things that we can't see but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are in the heart, things that we don't see in our imagination, they are eternal. And that's what we need to lay hold of, the eternal, the things that God places in our heart, using our imagination through the scriptures to see what we don't actually see in the natural. Because it also says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, mm. we walk by faith. And not by, by sight. Absolutely. So faith is the ability to see something mm. with your heart. Mm. It starts as hope, which yeah. is your imagination, seeing something that isn't yet real. Mm. Once your imagination goes to work and you start seeing what you want to come to pass, your faith will bring it into, in, into, into your manifestation. Yeah, amen. Yeah. So it says in Hebrews 11, one, now faith is the substance of things hoped hope for. for. So we get our hope on those pictures, on those imaginations of seeing ourselves whichever way we want to see ourselves, whether it's a healing, whether it's another issue or mm. some other issue. We see what the Word of God says. We apply the Word of God and we see those things. And then because we are ensuring that our mind is stayed on those words and we keep our imagination fired up if you like mm. faith then has something to go to work with amen if you mm. haven't seen it in your heart and if you don't have a hope of being healed then you won't have faith to be, be healed, healed. Mm. faith right. is that substance it's that tangibility mm. it's that reality um, of things that we hoped for but if you don't have hope for anything then what is there there, there isn't any hope then faith has nothing to make manifest. Mm. Faith doesn't have anything to accomplish. Yeah. There's a good illustration actually that I heard um, that Charles Capps, I don't know you know who Charles Capps was, but um, he was a famous preacher. Um, Charles Capps gave the illustration of an old guy that used to live way out in the woods. And he only came into town once a decade or whatever um, to get supplies. 
and he lived in a cavern way back in these woods. So he came into town and there was a meeting going on in town and there's hundreds of people in this meeting. So he went into this meeting where this preacher was preaching and everybody was getting hot in there and he started sort of fanning himself because he was getting really, really hot. And um, an usher came up and on the wall, he seemed to be turning something on the wall. And this guy was looking because as he turned that, he then felt cold air coming on himself. And he thought, hmm, that looks great, doesn't it? He just turns something on the wall and cold air comes out. So immediately after the, the, the meeting finished, he made a beeline for this usher to ask him, was that thing you turned on the wall? And the usher said, oh yeah, that's a thermostat. You've not seen a thermostat? He said, no. Can anybody get a thermostat? Yes. Where do you get thermostats from? And he said, oh, we're down the hardware store. You know, probably being q in these days. <laughs> so this guy went to the hardware store and bought a thermostat. He went back into the woods and he put the thermostat on the side of his whatever it was, wall or whatever he had there. Log cabin. And uh, when, it, when it started getting hot, he walked over to there and he turned the thermostat, waiting to see the cold air coming through, and it didn't come. <laughs> and you know it didn't come because the thermostat is not the power unit. It just controls the power unit. Mm -hmm. It turns it on or it turns it yeah. off. Yeah. And this is the same way as our hope and our faith for yeah. what who for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith faith is the victory that overcomes the world mm. but faith only produces what the thermostat of hope turns on yeah. let me say that again faith only produces what the thermostat of hope turns on mm. What has been seen in our heart? If you haven't seen yourself well, if you don't have hope of being healed, then you won't have faith for being healed. That's true. Mm. Some of you are praying for healing, but you don't have any hope. You may ask someone else to pray for you, but it's if you go away still in your wheelchair or in pain, if nothing changes, you think, well, that's kind of what I expected. So you didn't have hope. Therefore, faith didn't produce. Mm. If it's true that faith is the victory that overcomes the world, faith is the power. It's the powerful thing from God, but hope is what controls your faith. Mm. So before you can really believe for something, you've got to hope for that something. Amen. If you have a mindset that you go forward for healing and to be prayed for, and you look to see if the pain's gone and it hasn't and you go away thinking, well, yeah, that's exactly what I thought would happen. Well, yes, then you haven't got the imagination going. You need to develop the imagination to see yourself healed. There is a hope. There is no hope. There is no hope that faith didn't produce. Mm. So faith will always go to work on hope. hope. If you yeah. get your hope working, faith will always mm. go to work on it. You know, we've underestimated the power of hope mm. and we've, we've tried to skip it and go, and go straight yeah. to faith. But it's such yeah. an important part. Yeah. Our imagination works in the unseen realm. Mm. Once you see it, then you don't hope for it anymore. Mm. You have it. You have it.
Yeah, mm. that's so good. That's so good, Jenny. You see, what happens when somebody goes to purchase a new car, for example, at the showman, at the showroom, you might um, you might not be ready to actually purchase the car. You're just going to do some homework to check out the figures. You drive to various dealerships and you talk to this salesman and that salesman, and you're trying to get an understanding of the finances and the insurance and the capability of the car and whether this is suitable for your family or not. But your only interest is getting the facts and the figures. But the salesman, he has a completely different agenda going on. He won't necessarily give you the information that you're wanting. He's more interested in getting you to sit in the car, to drive the car, oh, to smell the new car, to feel that leather. Oh man, you know, to get a whole experience of of what this car could be like mm -hmm. for you, sir, for you, madam. This is where he's playing on your imagination to develop this on the inside of you. It doesn't feel, doesn't that feel good? It, it, you know, well, we yeah, only came for the figures, you know, yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, but doesn't that just feel good? Those seats just, just I can see you in this car driving to work each day. Those seats just hug you so nice, sir. Don't look, don't you look good in this car? Don't you look fantastic? This is getting you to see this car in your life. It's your imagination being fully developed. And it's the same thing with healing. You may want healing. You may desire healing. But do you see yourself running, jumping, being well and going on vacation without all your medications can you see yourself being normal you've got to develop this hope this imagination and once you turn that hope on like the thermostat that jenny was talking about then the power unit of faith kicks in we have underestimated the power of hope and we've tried to skip it and go straight into faith but you don't have anything that you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things imagined, hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It's in the unseen realm. That's where your imagination works. It's, 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 it's totally not able to hold or grasp. Yet once you see it, you don't hope anymore. You've got it. Hope is all about the future. It's all about what cannot be seen. You might not be able to see healing in your body right now, but you can see it in your imagination, in your heart, in your inner man. Do you see yourself well? That's, that's a quite a blunt question, but do you see yourself well or do you see yourself sick? And when you've been sick a long period of time, you, it's kind of like embedded in you and you need to change what's in your heart. You need to redevelop and renew your mind. You see, when you dream and you dream 
of what you want to dream about. You, you think about the things that, oh, I'll go rock climbing. Oh, I'll go running. That's where you need to be focused. That's where you need to keep dreaming. dreaming. You know, if you're wondering about medication, you're, are you still unable to do those things in your dreams? When you dream about being at somebody else's house at any given time for a meal or something, do you dream that you can't eat this thing or you can't eat that? You can see yourself eat anything in your imagination, whether you should or not is another thing. You can see yourself being normal, acting like other people, or do you see yourself limping and crawling through life? You might never have gotten to this place before of exercising your imagination and you plan your sicknesses when you go away. You feel sick, you see yourself sick, you talk sick. Your whole world revolves around sickness and you've never seen healing on the inside of yourself. You might have developed this, but it starts with your imagination. Your imagination is where you can conceive healing for yourself and for others. Let me show you in Psalm 1-1, gives you an insight into your imagination, how you get, get it working for you. It says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He uses his imagination of scripture, like we said, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It's exactly the same. That word meditate right there is exactly the same Hebrew word that is used in Psalm 2, 1, which says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? And you know, to meditate on the word is imagining. Mm. And it's so important that we take the scripture and we meditate on it. But, you know, what does, if we've not meditated before, well, what does meditate actually mean? Mm. It means you mull over the scripture. So I've got a scripture here, for instance. Um, and if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised up Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Yeah. That's in Romans 8, 8 11. Um, 11. Yeah. And, you know, as you're, as, you're, as you're meditating that, he's given life. Mm. He gives life, life. And you put yourself into a place where you are then looking at the things that you can't do. Mm. You know, maybe it's playing tennis. I don't know why that's come to my head, but you know, maybe, you know, as you're meditating on that scripture, life. Life means that I can actually play tennis and, and you let your, your imagination mm. and your mind, you know, see yourself in your mind's eye mm. playing tennis and, yeah. and playing those games or, or mm. whatever you want to do, whether it's on the floor with the grandchildren mm. or, you know, playing with them yeah. or whatever it is, mm. being able to eat anything you want but you know you just meditate on that scripture just keep rolling that scripture mm. over as you're speaking it out and hearing your words as you're mm. saying that hearing them hearing them yourself yeah. as you're looking so at that cool. image yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good 
is a good example is Jenny many Jenny and I many years ago we were able had the privilege to go into uh, Jerusalem mm -hmm. in Israel and we stood in the Garden of Gethsemane and I tell you it was it was amazing was. you know and when people go to Israel they say there's such a special anointing on that place alive. and the word of God and it you did. know Man, the word became alive to me and they think that it's somehow because of the anointing on the ground. No, it's, it, it's what your imagination is doing there. It's your imagination the kicking in. The, the Bible comes alive. As Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, you picture Jesus being there with you, but you're seeing your surroundings. It's one thing to read the words on the page, but most people don't meditate until those words become a picture and paint a picture on your imagination. But when you go to Israel, all of a sudden you see this place. Now you can picture it. Now your imagination has, a, has quickened you and the land of Israel helps you to imagine to see these things. And this is the reason why the word of, God, word of God becomes alive to people. You don't need to go to Israel to have that happen. You can take the word of God and meditate on it until it becomes alive on the inside of you. And you can do that in your lounge, in your bedroom. It doesn't matter where. It's when you meditate and picture and see yourself walking down the roads or being in the boat with, with, with Jesus. Mm. Meditating on the word is imagining. You have to take scripture. You have to meditate on it. You have to think about it, to mull it over and over until it forms an image on the inside. From your meditation, from your imagination, then you'll be quickened. And that's how the word of God will become alive in you and to you. The word seed is spora in the Greek. Spora is a derivative of the word sperma, which is where the English word sperm comes from. The word of God is a sperm. And if you take it and meditate on it until it forms an image on the inside of you, you will conceive healing. You will get that and it may take a period of time, but you'll eventually give birth to your healing. Your imagination will conceive healing. And once that happens, it's just a matter of time and birth comes. But you can't have a birth without the conception. Nothing will be restrained from you when you imagine it with your whole heart. Now, we want to try and do something with you today to try and help you here. Jenny's going to read out some scriptures, but I want you right now to shut your eyes and meditate on these scriptures. See yourself praying for the sick. See yourself being healed. See yourself praying for others and they get healed. See yourself free from all sickness, all poverty, all lack. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Let me ask you the question. What does abundant life look like to you? Amen. 
So let's shut our eyes. Let's just meditate on, on some of these scriptures. So yeah, as we, as we shut our eyes and just, um, you know, maybe you've been in a situation of sickness for, for a long time and maybe the thought of being able to do something that you always love to do or, or it just seems to be like a distant dream. Mm. But I want you to have the boldness to be able to just think of those things and allow your imagination to just... To, to, to run into those things, to, mm. to, to, to allow yourself. And sometimes it is difficult. It's, it's difficult to perhaps imagine yourself in these, these situations. But imagine yourself in the situation where you want to be. Take the limits off. There might be a load of hurt around it, but let the Holy Spirit help you. Mm. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to get into this place. Yeah. And I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures here. And, and just as, as I'm reading those scriptures, just, just let your mind see those pictures. Mm. And the first one in Isaiah, surely he has borne our griefs. He has borne our griefs. He's borne our sicknesses, our weaknesses, our distresses, and he's carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Mm. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. Mm. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed and made whole thank you father and i just pray father that you will help us holy spirit you are the great counselor mm. i pray holy spirit that you will help us to see See ourselves the way that you see us, mm. because you took that sickness, yeah. you took that disease, you took that infirmity, you took that pain, mm. you took it all on the cross, for by your stripes we are healed. Amen. He himself took in order to carry away, see that sickness being carried away, mm. It's being carried away. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and our infirmities. Mm. And he bore away, so he bore away our diseases. Mm. That's what he's already done for us. Mm. Praise God. And the thief, you know, we all know who the thief mm. is. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Mm -hmm. Just imagine what abundant life actually is. Mm -hmm. How big is abundant life in your life? Mm -hmm. How big can you dream for that abundance? How big can you take the limits off of God so that it says, I came that they may have, it actually says in one version, it says that they may have my life, mm. Jesus's life, and enjoy life and have it in abundance.
to the full until it overflows. What does overflowing life look like in your current situation? What does overflowing life, overflowing, bubbling with, with such vigour and vitality and, and health and strength and refreshment? You know, it says in Psalm 23 that he, he, he leads us beside the, the still waters. But, you know, the bubbling brook of, of life and energy is that how we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves running through the, I don't know, the hills, the mountains, a bubbling brook? Mm. You know, how much life and vitality can we see? Can we allow ourselves mm. to go to that place, to allow the Holy Spirit to, to form an image on the inside of us of, of what he has done for us? Mm. Because there are no limits in God. No. So as we wrap up there, I hope that's been helpful to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's something you'll be able to take away. And, and just, you know, as you're reading and meditating on the word, just allow the Holy Spirit to take you to those places where he wants to take you. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that you've been blessed. Remember, send us your questions at healing4today.org and we'll do our best to answer you in a future study. Till the next study, be blessed and remember, stay in His Word. Mm -hmm.